This is the first insight that makes the calories you've calculated for your meal incorrect as soon as you swallow a bite. This insight is called the thermic effect of food. This concept simply means your body burns calories to digest the calories you just ate. That's right. To show you a real life example, take a study from the US Department of Agriculture that found when people eat almonds, they receive just 129 calories per serving rather than the 170 calories reported on the label. Yet food labels and your calorie counters, they don't account for the thermic effect of food. So what does this mean for you? Is this a problem? It means if you're trying to cut and count your calories to stay slim, it means you're in a much bigger deficit than you think you already are. You are now about to experience the revive effect. My name is Matt Celestio, entrepreneur and holistic health specialist. And if you're ready to start your health journey, but don't know where to begin, you are in the right place. At Revive, we create better ways of living for our generation by changing the conversation around health. Each episode shows you exactly how to build health into your life, and you'll unlock tactics to improve your sleep, nutrition, anxiety, self-talk, and mind. Break free from quick fix culture. It's time you learn to love your body and ignite the fire that makes you feel like the real you again. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Make sure you eat only 1300 calories per day to stay on plan. Eat low fat instead of regular because it has less calories. Just have a coffee at lunch to keep you full at zero calories so you'll still be on target. Welcome to the infamous diet and weight loss industry that plagues our minds, our meals, and every aspect of our lives every moment of our working days. Not a day goes by where I see a low calorie, high protein recipe and the most archaic and outdated quote-unquote health information littered on my Instagram feed. Our generation has created a systemic problem in the way that we think about food. Gone are the days when people used to think about how many vitamins and minerals were in them in their meals, providing them with the nourishment they need to feel truly healthy and full of vitality. We're living in a modern era where the conversation is engulfed in this concept of calories. Stay under calories. Eat low calorie, cut your calories. We don't consume calories. We are consumed by them. If the information and advice our quote unquote health and diet industry give to us to maintain a healthy weight and feel full of energy are so rampant throughout our lives, why, according to the Cleveland Clinic, do 80 to 90% of dieters gain back the weight they worked so hard to lose after they stopped dieting? Everybody is promoting this concept of calorie counting as the holy grail to lasting weight loss and health, yet we are clearly perpetuating a system and an incorrect way of living that is miserable, unhealthy, and clearly it's unsustainable. I've had conversations with multiple women, and I know how deep this issue cuts for them, not just physically in terms of the constant headaches and stomach aches, but how it really affects their mind. Going to bed purposefully hungry so they can wake up, you know, skinny skipping lunch because they felt they ate too much at breakfast, and thinking about food and guilt at every moment of their day to the point where it feels like they have chronic, low-grade anxiety because of it. Double down on this incessant worry alongside our ever-present influencer culture and social media marketing gimmicks that make us confused to the point where we feel so overwhelmed and helpless. Is this really the generation we want to continue buying into? At Revive, our purpose is to change the conversation around health, to create a better way of living for our generation. 
It energizes me to imagine a future where you and I can truly enjoy food without any guilt and finally feel properly nourished. I want you to call back the power and freedom in your life so you can start feeling like you again. Imagine never feeling shameful after eating a meal you just enjoyed. Imagine never tracking another calorie again. Imagine having your mind clear from constant thoughts about food to focus on the better pursuits in your life. That's the intention behind today's episode. I was once in your shoes, constantly thinking about and meticulously tracking my calories. Although my journey wasn't weight loss per se, rather than trying to get jacked and fit into our superficial social media culture, I still lost sight of myself operating in this paradigm of calorie counting. No joke, I would stuff my stomach to the brink of explosion at every meal just to ensure I hit enough calories to gain muscle mass. I would actually skip outings with my friends because I knew I would miss a meal and thought it would ruin my progress. I once ate two tuna melts at 11.30pm immediately before bed one night just because I needed to eat 800 more calories for the day, only to find myself kneeling over the toilet at 2am because I thought I was going to throw up. This concept of calories has creeped its way not only onto our dinner plates, but into our minds where it is ruining our relationship with food and our bodies daily. I've managed to break free from this paradigm of counting calories, and today my intention is to walk you through the same science, information, and journey that I went through so that you are able to break free from the shackles calorie counting restricts on you each day. Maybe you wrap up this episode today and you throw away your calorie counter knowing there is a way better way to take control of your health. Or maybe this episode is just a vessel for you to raise some curiosity and start questioning what is considered an outdated approach to achieving or maintaining the body that you desire and deserve. What you can expect today in this episode first is how complex your human biology makes calorie counting straight up wrong. Next, we'll look at the top three ways that calories that you calculate are incorrect as soon as you take a bite of food. And finally, we'll wrap up with one simple tweak to never have to count calories again. Now, I invite you to keep an open mind throughout our time together here today. You and I are going to dive into a very polarizing and controversial topic today that goes against the grain and the status quo. We're challenging a diet industry built on repeat customers that buy into unsustainable programs that leave them endlessly stuck in a cycle of overwhelm, frustration, malnourishment, and helplessness. If this sounds like someone in your life, please share this episode with them today to invite them into our conversation. We want to serve as many people as we can, and by you personally sharing these insights with them, they become more open, receptive, and grateful for the information that can change their lives for the better. Now, you won't look at food the same way after this episode. You're about to tap into the next generation of well-being. If you're ready to break free from quick fix culture and start feeling like you again, let's get going. Diving into the first section of this podcast, we're looking at how complex your human biology makes calorie counting straight up wrong. The first insight that really made me question if I was on the right track counting my calories was learning how complex our bodies really are. We think food is simple. We eat a certain amount of food and our bodies will handle the fine print. Thinking this way is correct, but what we as a generation fail to understand about this fine print is that it's much more complicated than we've ever realized. 
Now I'm gonna walk you through the complexity of your body to illuminate the same realization I had when I discovered this information. Now I don't want you to remember every single thing we're about to cover. We're only going over this information because I want you to see that once you understand how complex your body and food is, especially when you combine the two, you'll see why calories are such an irrelevant part of the conversation. So to start out, what even are calories? We're always worried about them, but do you know how to define a calorie? Very simply, calories are a measurement of energy. That's all it is. And science makes us think that because food gives us energy, we quantify that energy by using the metric of calories. Your body needs to perform its functions such as breathing, circulating blood, moving around. When a person is sick, their body may need extra calories to fight off a fever or other problems. Your brain needs calories to operate. Because of this way of looking at the energy we get from food, aka calories, people educate you with the belief that all calories are the same, regardless of the food. People think you are a calorie-burning machine. That's all it's about, calories in, calories out. You're taught that you can measure how much energy you consume via food, aka calories, and measure how much energy you burn. If you can do this, you can stay skinny forever and we've unlocked the lasting secret to weight loss success. Yet diving into an enormous amount of research, the same pattern in terms of dieting comes up time and time again. These are quotes straight from the literature to show you what I mean. In a study in which obese patients were starved in the hospital for an average of 38 days, patients were followed for varying lengths of time after the starvation period. Among patients who were followed for two or more years, 83% gained back more weight than they initially lost. Another study, here's a quote, they followed participants for two and a half years who were randomly assigned to a diet group or to a weightless group that received no diet advice. After three years, there was no significant difference in the weight change between the diet participants and the weightless participants. Participants gained an average of three and a half pounds and the researchers concluded that the obesity prevention program had not succeeded. And this research goes on and on. So while maybe you can see some results initially counting every calorie of food you eat, imagine how agonizing your journey will be two, three, five years down the road only to end up right back where you are or maybe even worse off. All of these negative outcomes for our body and we haven't even mentioned the mental health and obsessive aspect about worrying about food every hour of the day. There's a problem with this approach to viewing health and food and our body. You've now heard how unsuccessful calorie counting in the real world is, yet maybe you're still unable to break free from this way of thinking. Let's double down our efforts to leave this archaic way of thinking in the history books by peeking to the insides of your body and uncovering its complexity. We're going to dive into the top three ways the calories you calculate at every meal are incorrect as soon as you take a bite. At the beginning of this section, we spoke about how we think food is simple. We calculate our calories, eat a certain amount of food, and our body will handle the fine print. And then we finish this process by making a nice deposit in the bathroom. But what happens in that area that we don't have eyes on? That fine print when we swallow the food and it goes through our stomachs and intestines. This is the first insight that makes the calories you've calculated for your meal incorrect as soon as you swallow a bite. This insight is called the thermic effect of food. This concept simply means your body burns calories to digest the calories you just ate. That's right. Think about the thermic effect of food like a businessman. A businessman will sell his product for $100, 
but it costs him $30 to manufacture. Now he really only profits $70. Your body is the exact same way. To show you a real life example, take a study from the US Department of Agriculture that found when people eat almonds, they receive just 129 calories per serving rather than the 170 calories reported on the label. To make matters even more complex here, carbs do this at 5 to 10% of the calories you've eaten to digest and fats use about 0 to 3%. And proteins may require as much as 5 times more energy to digest as fats because our enzymes must unravel those tightly wound strings of amino acids from which proteins are built. Yet food labels and your calorie counters, they don't account for the stomach effect of food. So what does this mean for you? Is this a problem? It means if you're trying to cut and count your calories to stay slim, it means you're in a much bigger deficit than you think you already are. Maybe you need 2200 calories to maintain your body weight. So you cut your calories to 1700 to lose weight. At this point, your body compensates for this caloric loss by increasing your hunger hormones or making you more tired and sluggish to conserve energy, which you've probably experienced at some point along your calorie counting journey. But now, factoring in the thermic effect of food into this deficit, you in reality can only be consuming 1300 calories, not the 1700 that you've calculated. That's why these plans feel so difficult and restrictive. You feel cranky, irritable and craving and think it's just normal to, to do this to lose weight since it seems to be what everyone else is doing and is telling you to do. So from the jump, the thermic effect of food shows you why counting calories is an unsustainable and incorrect approach that is straight up wrong. So let's keep the conversation moving. We got some great speed here. Let's jump into our next insight that makes the calories you've calculated for your meal incorrect as soon as you swallow a bite. The type of food. My least favorite piece of advice I hear littered throughout the internet and the health industry is eat whatever foods you want as long as you're under calories. Just by asking a few basic questions, we can see how all calories are not going to do the same thing in our body. What do you think is better? 300 calories of soda or 300 calories of rice and peas? 300 calories of salt and vinegar chips or 300 calories of sauteed tofu and veggies? You already know the answer to these questions. Now, for one thing, consuming different types of calories that are more nutritionally dense, rich with vitamins and minerals, this will make us feel incredibly better energetically and physically. But what you may not know is how complex this insight is regarding the type of food. A study fed adult male mice either sweet potatoes or lean beef. They were served raw and whole, raw and pounded, cooked and whole, or cooked and pounded, meaning the same foods were eaten in different types of ways. The study allowed the mice to eat as much as they wanted for four days. The results showed mice lost more weight on raw sweet potatoes, but gained weight on cooked sweet potatoes, pounded and whole. Similarly, the mice retained more body mass when consuming cooked meat rather than raw meat. Same food, prepared and eaten differently and totally different outcomes. When we say not all calories are different, like soda versus rice and peas, the same holds true for the same type of food prepared differently. Now, let's see how this plays out in the real world so you can get a little more of a concrete visualization here. An experiment out of the Journal of Food and Nutrition Research, it separated people into two groups, group A and group B. 
Each group was given a sandwich with the same amount of calories. And I'll say that again for you, the same amount of calories. The only thing with this experiment is that the researchers threw in a little twist. They gotta throw in a twist, right? Group A received a whole food sandwich, sandwich consisting of real ingredients like whole wheat bread and real cheddar cheese. Group B, however, they received a processed food sandwich consisting of ingredients like white bread and processed cheese product. Yeah, as a fun side note for you, some companies aren't legally allowed to call their products cheese because it's so processed and doesn't contain enough dairy ingredients to even remotely resemble the real thing. Anyways, what you need to know is that these two groups are eating the same amount of calories with one group eating real whole foods and the other eating fake processed foods. Now, our current belief and our current paradigm of counting calories, if it holds true, both groups should ingest and burn the same amount of calories, right? Yet the outcomes show something entirely different. The groups eating the processed food sandwich burned those calories at a 50% lower rate compared to the group eating the whole foods. Now to put that into context for you, if you ate a diet consisting of whole foods to lose a certain amount of weight in 12 weeks, if you ate a diet with the same number of calories but from processed foods, it would take you half a year to lose that same amount of weight. Such a powerful illustration of how complex food and our body's interaction with it is. But now let's wrap up this section with the third insight that makes the calories you've calculated for your meal incorrect as soon as you swallow a bite. Have you ever wondered why you could be on the same diet as your friend, you guys are doing everything the same, and they lose weight while you don't? Maybe even worse, you maybe gain it. What's going on here? Now this is one of my favorite topics to dive into, and anyone who knows me personally will laugh when I tell you I say the words gut microbiome at least twice a day. To answer the question that I just posed to you, your gut microbiome is the answer. Your gut microbiome is made up primarily of your large intestines and is home to trillions of cells of bacteria, viruses, genes, and a dizzying array of a thriving ecosystem. If you've heard the term getting thrown around gut health, this is exactly what they were talking about, your gut microbiome. Now, I've actually done an earlier episode on the microbiome called Getting Your Gut Healthy to Accelerate Your Fat Burning Potential. I'm going to link that in the show notes below for you, and I invite you to take a deeper dive into this topic because we talk about calories in that episode as well, and the information we go over in, in that episode will blow your mind. So I invite you to check that out. It's down below. Anyways, I digress. Why should you care about your gut microbiome? Well, your gut is such a powerful controller over your weight that researchers are able to look at a report of your gut microbiome, see all of the different strains of bacteria and makeup of it, and with accuracy tell if you are overweight or not. And the thing is, they don't even have to see you in person to know. But how? How are they able to know that? Now, to keep the sciencey theory to a minimum and to keep it simple, the answer lies in two reasons. Number one is your gut may have a greater amount of not-so-beneficial bacteria compared to the beneficial kind. This is known as a state of gut dysbiosis, and it's common among people carrying around excess and stubborn weight. The second reason is that you may actually have a lower diversity of gut bacteria, which is also known as a state of gut dysbiosis. Now, to understand what the heck I am talking about, let's put this into a concrete example. Your gut is like a rainforest an ecosystem. 
It has tons of different species from tigers to birds to bugs to fish. And each species gives and takes from the ecosystem in a way that allows it to continue in harmony and stay self-sufficient. But now imagine you've removed three species from that rainforest responsible for fertilizing the plants within the ecosystem. Now the plants in the ecosystem are going to die. But because those plants were food for another species, that other species is now going to starve off and die as well. And the chain continues until the ecosystem is now in this full-blown state of disarray and becomes out of balance. Exactly like how your gut microbiome can be thrown into a state of dysbiosis. Now, with the third insight that makes the calories you've calculated for your meal incorrect as soon as you swallow a bite, your gut microbiome, let's see how powerful your little microbes in your gut can be. An experiment out of the International Journal of Obesity took identical twins, mind you, who share the same genetics and DNA. One twin happened to be obese and the other twin happened to be lean. The researchers then removed the gut bacteria from both twins and then injected one group of mice with bacteria from the lean twin and in the other group injected the mice with gut bacteria from the obese twin. The researchers then fed both groups of mice the same amount of calories over a short time period. If our current belief system of calorie counting is so correct, both groups of mice should have weighed the same amount by the end of this experiment, or at least relatively similar with not such a big difference in their weight. Yet the mice that were injected with the obese twins gut bacteria gained twice as much weight compared to the group of mice that received the lean twins gut bacteria fed the same amount of calories, yet there was a staggering difference in weight gain between these two groups of mice. This is a powerful example of just how influential your gut microbes in your gut can be over your weight. Despite the exhausting narrative, the diet industry continues to shovel down your throat, telling you to track your calories and to stay under calories. Putting the nail in the coffin here, a meta-analysis out of the International Journal of Obesity took tons of studies. They reviewed all the conclusions in the data and they stated a higher microbiome diversity is correlated with less weight gain independent of calorie intake, meaning that focusing on diversity is a greater factor for weight loss and maintaining your body compared to the calorie counting obsession you've been brainwashed with your entire life. To recap here, we've looked at three ways counting calories as an incredibly inaccurate and irrelevant part of the conversation when you are trying to maintain your weight and health. We've seen the thermic effect of food where your body burns calories to digest calories you just ate. We've also looked at how the different types of foods and even the way the same type of food is prepared differently can influence how many calories your body actually gets. And lastly, we've just looked at how your gut microbiome can influence your weight, whether you gain it or lose it, regardless of how many calories you're eating. Pair this with the first bits of insight where 80 to 90% of dieters gain back the weight they've worked so hard to lose after they've stopped dieting. It's clear that everybody is promoting this concept of calorie counting as the holy grail to lasting weight loss and health, yet we are clearly perpetuating a system and an incorrect way of living that is frustrating, it's unhealthy, and miserably incorrect. So now you've seen how the current generation has been operating under an entirely wrong belief system. But what should you do next? You've only been taught to count calories. What's the real solution? In the next section in this podcast, you're going to uncover one simple tweak to never have to count calories again 
by breaking free from our tuned out, disconnected culture and step back into balance with the real you again, where you finally feel nourished, energized, and free from the constant obsession about worrying about your food. Let's dive into how to break free from diet culture and start loving food again. I want to start this section with one of the reviews we received from a past client, Carm, who went through our nutrition Kickstarter program. Keep in mind, we do not count calories in this program or any in any part of Revive. So here's her, here's her testimonial. After just 10 days of eating differently than before and following the eating plan, the pounds started disappearing. I lost five pounds in 10 days. Plus, I was down two inches on my waist and hips. And I didn't exercise one time. I also noticed I felt less sluggish and had more energy throughout the day. 10 out of 10, I would recommend this program to my closest friends and family. Five pounds in 10 days, down two inches on her waist, and she didn't count a single calorie. How was Carm able to do this even though she went against everything diet culture has taught her to do? The answer was simple. She discovered the one simple tweak to never have to count calories again. And what is this tweak? It involves stepping back into alignment with your biology. You see, the closer we step into alignment with our biology, the better and healthier we'll feel. Yet in our generation, we are constantly moving further and further away from our natural biology. Think about it. Processed foods litter our grocery store aisles and home pantries. Refined grains like ultra-processed white flours, breads, and pastas fill our dinner dinner plates. And factory-farmed animals fed a slew of antibiotics, hormones, and an unnatural diet are daily additions to our meals. How do you think a Ferrari would drive if you filled up its gas tank with vegetable oil and pumped its tires with mud? The same question can be asked about your body. How do you think your body would perform if you fed it the most unnatural foods in the most unnatural way? And through crash dieting, influencer culture, and calorie counters, we wonder why we have constant headaches, stomach aches, women with irregular cycles, we have irritability, poor sleep, and anxiety to just name a few. We are out of alignment with our biology. So now it begs the question, how do you step into your biology? And the first part requires you to upgrade the quality of your food. For the most part, anything that comes in a package with long lists of ingredients isn't doing anything for your waistline or health, even if it's marketed as high protein, low calorie, or low fat. When I hear these terms from influencer recipes, the first thing I think of are has very little nutritional value. It's laden with artificial ingredients and oils, and it probably consists of a high amounts of dangerous and cheap animal protein. We've seen earlier in this episode how feeding different groups a whole food sandwich versus a processed food sandwich can radically differ in terms of how many calories someone burns. This is why breaking away from your white grains and switching them for whole grains is the better decision. Throwing out your high-protein power bars and artificial cookie dough protein powder and switching them for whole food sources of protein like quinoa or legumes or even a natural plant-based protein powder is a better decision. Stepping away from your daily dose of packaged food for real prepared foods is a better decision. These are some of the most powerful actions to step back into alignment with balance and your biology. I know these sound like such incredibly simple changes, but do you practice it daily? 
Check in with yourself here to objectively answer that question for yourself. Now let's keep the ball rolling onto the next way to step back into your biology. We eat, believe this or not, 15 hours on average per day. We live in a time where 24-hour takeout is encouraged. We constantly eat late-night snacks with our, le- no, with our Netflix marathons. Here's the thing, though. Our ancestors ate and worked when the sun was up, and they slept when it was dark. We've adapted m- to millions of years to this rhythm of the planet, and it's embedded into our biology. It's called your circadian rhythm. It's in alignment with the natural rhythm of our planet. Yet, we move further away in this generation with the constant eating. So because we're always disconnecting ourselves from our natural circadian rhythm, it only makes sense to step back into alignment with it. And one of the simplest ways to do this, and our client, Karma, at the beginning of this section, did the exact same thing. She used fasting in a smart way. Now, don't freak out when you hear the word fasting. It's not designed for you to starve yourself or make you feel tired, cranky, or craving. Most people get fasting wrong because they're doing it the wrong way. They're doing it too long without food and they're doing it at the wrong times. But when done correctly, you can tap into energy you didn't know you had. You can improve your sleep quality while sleeping less. You can feel more clear-minded and maintain a lean figure all without counting a single calorie. To show you what I mean, Let's look at a study published in Cell Metabolism. The researchers took a group of people and told them to eat their food in 10 to 12 hour windows every day. So they fasted for about 12 to 14 hours, which is a very doable fasting window. And mind you, if you're sleeping, you are fasting. So if you sleep eight hours, you can easily tack on eight hours to your fasting window. Now back to that study, they had 12 to 14 hour fasting window. Participants in the study were told not to cut and count calories. They received no advice about separating their carbs and fats or any of the mainstream diet culture advice you're bombarded with on fitness blogs and YouTube. After 16 weeks, the results came in. Participants lost on average seven pounds and not only this, but reported sleeping better and feeling more energetic. Completely ignoring all the cliche sayings of count your calories and all the diet advice you've been bombarded with your whole life, and this group still lost 7 pounds by fasting alone. And mind you, if you're somebody who's busy and anxious and has got a million things on the go, fasting requires you to do nothing. Your body handles the fine print while you get after your other goals, relax, or hang out with your friends. Now, let's double down on this. Let's look at a massive paper published in the journal Obesity, where they reviewed 14 different studies that used different forms of fasting and different timelines. Do you know what they found? They discovered across every single study, participants lost a significant amount of weight and body fat, with the most successful study being 18 pounds. And this study that had the biggest drop in weight was where participants were told to eat as much as they wanted during their fasting windows. Fasting is such a simple way to step back into alignment with your biology, with your circadian rhythm. I always preach about how intelligent your body is. We're so often worried about counting this or tracking that, yet if we just take our foot off the gas and let our body take the wheel, it knows what to do. By fasting in alignment with our biology, 
our body is able to get the breathing room it needs to keep your mind clear, your bloating down, your sleep better, and your body slim all on its own. There's no need to track anything. Your body handles the fine print for you. One other factor that keeps us from stepping out of alignment with our biology as well is the fact that our daily diet is stepping further away from the diet humans are designed to eat. This is a topic I've spoken about numerous times on the podcast, in our blogs, in our programs, and debates and conversations with my friends and family and strangers in everyday life. We live in the advent of factory farmed animals, high protein Instagram recipes, and an era of low carb enthusiasts. To talk about the polarity of a plant-based versus, you know, somebody eating a typical low-carb, high-protein diet that dominates the Western world, that's an entire episode in and of itself. But after reading an incredible amount of research on both sides of the spectrum, time and time again for the solution to weight loss, in particular, plant-based eating wins every single time. Looking at a typical low-carb, high-protein recipes that are usually low-calorie, these meal plans and advice you're marketed usually contain meals that don't benefit your long-term health and weight maintenance. The only reason low-carb, high-protein diets and recipes work initially, aside from drastically cutting your calories in an unsustainable way, is the fact that majority of the weight you lose is water weight. But what you don't understand and most people don't understand is that you want to lose body fat, not body weight. But by losing body weight on these low-carb, high-protein diets and meal plans, it gives you the appearance, the illusion that your body is truly slimming down. Yet when we peek inside the bodies of those on a low-carb, high-protein diet, they're actually losing the water weight that we spoke about, plus their body starts eating away at their muscles. That's right, if you're someone who has peaked in the gym in terms of their progress, wondering why your leg muscles won't plump up anymore, it could be a sign you are starving your body of its desired fuel source, carbs. Contrast this water weight loss and muscle loss findings of a mainstream low-carb, high-protein diet with a plant-based diet, though. The people on the plant-based diets actually do lose body fat while retaining their hard-earned muscle mass. And these plant eaters do so also while enjoying a diet high in carbs, sometimes up to 80% of their daily food intake, And again, on a plant-based diet, calories are an irrelevant part of the conversation, just to double down to the success and enjoyment of eating that certain way. Here's what I want you to take away from this quick recap talking about low-carb and high-protein diets and meal plans right now. They give you the appearance and the illusion that your body is truly slimming down. Water or rapid water weight loss is a $33 billion per year marketing gimmick. It's out of alignment with what your body really needs. But just how powerful, enjoyable, and easy is it to step back into alignment with your body's natural diet of plant-based eating? This experiment we're going to look at was called the Broad Study, and it lasted one year. And I really want you to pay attention to this study because it shocked me when I heard the evidence. Researchers in this experiment divided people into two groups where they were either told to follow a plant-based way of eating or continue eating as normal. Here's where it gets really interesting though. They told the plant-based group to eat as much food as they wanted and not to count a single calorie. The researchers actually encouraged carbs like potatoes, bread, and pasta as well. So pretty much the complete opposite of what our quick fix, calorie-obsessed, 
protein-crazed, carb-fearing generation shouts. So how did this radically unique study turn out? The group told to eat normally had not too many significant changes around weight loss across the board. Not very surprising. They didn't do anything. But the plant-based group at the end of the year dropped an average of four points with their BMI, meaning they went down an entire obesity class. They lost an average of 25 pounds. And greatest of all, they shaved almost four inches on average off their waist. Think about how many pant sizes you'd have to go down. The broad study is a massive leap in nutrition because it showed such significant successes in weight loss and literally told participants to eat as much as they want, to include their favorite carbs, to not count calories, and they saved the best for last. They were not even required to exercise. This group was eating entirely against the grain and in direct contradiction to our low-carb, low-calorie-obsessed culture and that they rave about. Yet this group experienced incredibly successful results. Stepping back into alignment with your biology and letting your body take the wheel can truly release the constant worry, obsession, and frustration you might be living in under this world of calories. Throughout this episode, we've looked at the science behind why you need to stop counting calories. You know why this approach to health and weight loss needs to be left behind while we step into the next generation of well-being. Pair this with all the science, with the fact that this obsession with calories brings a huge mental health aspect to the conversation as well. Through body image complexes, worrying about food every day, skipping meals because you think it'll help you stay skinny, our health will continue to suffer if we continue living under this belief system. There is a better way to live, and we've gone over these insights today to illuminate that new perspective for you, to challenge the status quo, to question the matrix you've been brainwashed into. I recently posted a picture on my Instagram which showed me in 2020 and 2023. In the first picture, I was obsessed with tracking my calories, obsessed with consuming large amounts of protein, and was always consuming or consumed with staying on my meal plan. I, like you, was operating in our mainstream, tuned out, quick fix culture. But in 2023, it shows me living out a plant-based lifestyle, fasting about 12 to 14 hours every day, eating three full meals plus snacks every day, and I want to read you the caption here to wrap up. Here it is. In the picture on the left was me at a time where I brought or I bought into Instagram culture and thought being jacked was what guys were supposed to do. I would spend my hours each week cooking, meticulously planning my meals with meat, eggs, and dairy, just trying to make sure I would hit my protein and calorie goals to gain muscle. Sure, I looked quote unquote healthy, but how I felt inside was not healthy. Fast forward, the pic on the right is me after eating a plant-based diet for the last three years. Now, I don't push myself in the gym anywhere near the level I did eating a high animal protein diet, yet these pics are strikingly similar. The amount of energy I feel or I have feels like what I used to have in high school. I stopped stuffing my face every minute, feeling bloated all day, and now I actually enjoy eating to the point where I'm actually content. I don't count any calories. I don't track a single macro. I don't track my workouts. I don't take any supplements or multivitamins. And if I had to guess, 80% of my diet probably comes from eating carbs. But how? I preach about health not in terms of plans, trackers, high protein, low carb, calorie counting diets, but rather a lifestyle centered around plants and genuine health. 
I've lived on both sides of the spectrum. I know what each feels like. These two pictures show that by eating plant-based, I've actually maintained muscle and have become more cut and lean while repairing my relationship with food and genuine health. And I've broken free from the incessant worry and burden of having to think about calories and making sure that I'm on track. Am I saying this stuff to brag? No. I'm saying these things to show you that the mainstream quote-unquote health culture that we buy into, where everyone is obsessed with protein and meat, worries about calories and fears carbs, it's not making us any healthier. The more we center our plates around plants and less around meat and an obsessive relationship with calories, the healthier we become. I'll invite you to challenge the matrix we're all living under and just get curious about what a plant-based diet can do for your weight, digestion, bloating, acne, energy, sleep, and overall health. Pair this with fasting and stepping back into alignment with your biology and leaving behind this horrible paradigm of calorie counting culture and step back into loving food again, repairing your relationship with food where you can feel nourished and energized and you actually feel full of life. The solution is much more simple than you've been brainwashed into thinking it is. Challenge the matrix and really take the insights that you've gained from this episode away today to see what your lifestyle can do when you change it easily. Thank you for listening to The Revive Effect. Always a pleasure for you tuning in. I'm so grateful for the great energy you brought forth. And please, if you really resonated with this episode, share it on your social media. Send it to a friend or family member that you really know needs to hear this information. And if you're interested in you know, furthering your education and stepping into this next generation of well-being where you don't have to worry about calories, you can actually improve your health and digestion. We have our Nutrition Kickstarter program. I invite you to take a look at that down below in the show notes, wherever you're listening to this too. The link will take you right over to our program page and you'll see how we here at Revive go against the grain in everything that we do, but especially in terms of diet culture. I invite you to unlock the five program keys that we use to help you attain the body of your dreams in a very simple, sustainable, and enjoyable way. It's weight loss like you've never experienced before. And after going through the program, you will never look at food the same again. So much research has went into the program. We've revamped it a hundred times working with different clients and hearing what people really wanted to see in the program. And I promise you, the information and insights and actions that you will go through in that program will be nothing short of life-changing for you. So check that out and I'll see you next time here on the Revive Effect podcast. Thanks for tuning in.